you know what time it is. Welcome back or welcome to the Chaotic Rebirth Podcast. My name is Katie and thank you for being here. Grab your drink, get comfy, put your sweats on and let's chat, shall we? If you're watching on YouTube, yes, I have my little squishmallow friend here. I wanted to liven up the couch and make it even cozier. Today we have a very special guest and their name is Belle. Uh, Belle goes by Tarot by Belle 222 on Instagram and I believe also on TikTok as well. I found their account by, honestly, she commented on my, um, <laughs> my, uh, I think my reel. Yeah. She commented on my reel about like wanting to be a guest and I looked at her account and I was like, Let's fucking do that. Before you watch, please read the trigger warnings in the description below. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh, you look so cute. I love your earrings you. and and your like <laughs> background and stuff. Okay, so it's nice to meet you. <laughs> it's nice I, to meet you too. We've had some conversations. But. I know, we, we have had some conversations, but like I think it's also this, like you're like the first person that I've interviewed that I haven't actually like known that isn't one of my friends. So it's, it's like a little bit like, oh, well, you know, nice to see you face to face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I, I don't, I've never heard your voice before, but it like, it really? makes sense. I, I don't know. It just fits you. Like <laughs> usually when I hear Thank people's voice, voice, sometimes it's surprising. Cause I'm like, why my do you boyfriend, sound like that? My but- <laughs> boyfriend told me that my voice is a lot lower than he expected it to be when we met. And I was like, Really? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it fits you. <laughs> well, thank you. I think your voice fits you too. I because oh, I think you. it is a little bit different on like TikTok and stuff. Because I've heard you talk, um, yeah. like on your TikToks and stuff. But like, I do think it's a little different when you're actually like sitting down with the person. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Especially because it takes me like twenty takes to post a video. After yeah, and some it's of the not. Time, you know? It's not like natural, like you kind of yeah. put on this like, okay, guys, so like, you know, like you're like talking about something, yeah. <laughs> so so it's not just like you're just like chilling, hanging out and like talking, so yeah, that's so funny though, but but thank you. That's a really nice compliment, actually. I, I get kind of, um, I get kind of self-conscious of my voice because when I listen to myself talk like in recordings or like on TikToks, oh, I'm yes. like, I sound so annoying. I hate <laughs> but everyone goes through that even like artists have taught like Mm -hmm. big big artists have talked about like the first time I made a song I fucking hated the sound of my voice I can't listen to it even like producers can't listen to their songs for too long because like they want to we want to critique ourselves we want to we're perfectionists at heart you know a lot of creators are so no exactly and and I try (laughs) the thing is it's like (laughs) I feel like I have like a little bit of like an ego too when I like make videos because if I really like it I'll watch it over and over and over and of course the sound of my voice doesn't matter (laughs) but if I don't like it then I'm like stop no (laughs) I like watching the TikToks where my voice isn't present but I cannot re-watch the videos often when like I'm talking if that makes sense like the ones where I'm like lip syncing to audio, I'm like, that's fire. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's the one. <laughs> like, yes, Queen, you work. Go. <laughs> I'm like, this was good. This was a good idea. <laughs> that is so me with all my TikToks too. Like, whatever. It's like a lip sync one. I'm like, 
yes good job i'm like this so is funny. funny this is clever <laughs> literally i'm like i'm so funny <laughs> oh god um Anyway, so I did kind of a little bit of an intro for you already. I I recorded an intro before we hopped on and I talked about just like your Instagram and TikTok and kind of what we were going to be discussing. So what I would like to discuss with you, uh, so the few things that I was thinking is, I mean, I want to know about you, who you are and like how you, I mean, I know, I know a little bit about it just based off of your videos, but like. For those yeah. who might not know, um, yeah. like, how did you get into practicing and and you do baneful work mainly, yeah. right? That's like your thing. <laughs> I do, which yes, a lot of people are surprised about because like I'm very bubbly. I'm very like hey, but like yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like there's such a there's such like a um aesthetic that I feel like you have to fit in if you do like baneful magic which is totally like not fair because I love baneful magic I think it's so fun and empowering and like I love it I I mean you wouldn't look at me and be like oh yeah she does baneful work like no like and I keep that kind of on the low I don't want people to know that I do a lot of that (laughs) because I like valid makes my wards a little bit more surprising specialize oh I'm so sorry did I cut you off Mm mm-mm I Go actually ahead. specialize in cord cuttings. So love it. You know, I like doing love spells. You know, I do them. I offer them because a lot of people want love spells. But I like fell in love with cord cuttings and like I like ending things more than mm-hmm. and than destroying things a yeah. bit more than I like healing things. I do, but I also like ending something that needs to be ended, like just ripping that bandaid off. I guess if that makes sense. With yeah, other well, people. cord cuttings, cord cuttings are healing in a way. I mean, yeah. like whenever I would do cord cuttings, it was a lot of like herbs and associations with the client for like healing and moving forward and like self love and appreciation and like stuff like that. And then for the person that they're cutting off, I'm like banishment go away oh yes okay yeah I let let it up to the client but a lot of the time they're like cutting from very toxic people so I'm like can I go ham like can can I add some baneful stuff or like do you want it to be because sometimes I do just do healing on both sides but a lot of the time you have to like establish it's people who like will not establish boundaries Mm -hmm. so I it's kind of a way of like helping them kind of take their power back um, it's just very empowering. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that when I'm hexing someone or like I'm doing a court, a baneful cord cutting, like I'm not just he, he evil. Like I'm like, I'm empowering someone. This is a victim. Nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, most of the people I work with have been like assaulted, you know, right. have been taken advantage of. And that's the person's doing that to them. And that's, mm-hmm. they're able to take that back. They're able to take all that anger, that pain they have and channel it into something. And like, I think that that's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's it really is. needed. I'm, yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's powerful. It's like you're, they're taking their power back from this abuser, from this person causing them that. And like, I think that that is something that not very many victims get to experience to Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like being able to 
give them that help with that is like an amazing thing to do. So like, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing good work out here. You're providing the karma that needs to happen. Cause I, I mean, you've talked about it on your TikTok before. I mean, I'm cause I, I hate the people who are like, that's going to come back to you. It's like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) The people, it irritates me because the people who talk about that are the same people who are like, open your third eye. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, name another chakra say right. anything about, they don't know anything about hinduism and no. so i talked about people where i'm like if you're going to talk about hinduistic practices learn the religion like out of respect learn the culture learn the religion right you don't have to be hinduist to believe in karma or you know karma is also from buddhism but a lot of these people will talk about karmic practices or hinduistic mm-hmm. practices and they know nothing about the religion right. and they use it as a way to weaponize against other people in the community and i'm like your and karma is so <laughs> different in the Hindu religion than it is in yeah. this like westernized, whitewashed like version of it. And so, I yeah, it drives me of, crazy. Go a ahead. lot of people view karma as like a black and white thing mm-hmm. of like, no. oh, you hex, you get negativity. But I view it. This is how I see it: is if someone punches me in the face and I punch them back, am I going to get karma for punching them back? Like, no, their karma is they punched me, so they get punched back. Like that is right karma in a sense you know but people see it as oh you hex that must mean you get negative karma for hexing but it's like what did you what do you think the person did to deserve hexing though because like it's not yeah if i'm hexing an innocent person yeah but like a lot of the time it's i'm not just like hexing someone for like shits and giggles like they did something to deserve that you know right and there's people tiktok is a crazy place and and there are people (laughs) on that platform that literally are hexing because they didn't like what someone said what are you like why even waste your time and energy doing that for one like just let it go but if it's somebody who's deserving yeah i feel like hexes like that though don't do much because like Mm -hmm. i feel like hexes that hit spirits are on your side like because at the end of the day people try to hex me all the time i'm on a public platform you know people send me evil eyes all the time do half of them go through my like 90% of them don't hit my wards if they do hit my wards then there's something I need to learn from it a lot of the time a lot of the time there isn't that's not for every case every scenario but a lot of the time I feel like if you're hexing for a petty reason you have petty energy so it's not really going to do much in my opinion right no and like you could barely even reach the ward well and like even if they do reach the ward it's not going to end well (laughs) <laughs> for them no so. oh no <laughs> absolutely not you don't know whose word you're hitting you don't know what even if someone's not a witch not spiritual you don't know what spirits look after them you don't know That's... their ancestors you don't know what you're messing with and so if you don't have a justified reason to cause harm to someone like yeah that could definitely fucking come back on you and right that that would be a hot mess so i i personally don't for my like personal self, I don't hex someone until I do like a reading on it, and I make sure that it's chill Divination's with my guys. Very important, yes, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes you do it and they're like nah, and you're or you're like you want to do it and they're like mm, don't, and you're like okay, because there have been yeah, times where I've thought about doing stuff and they've been like don't do it. I'm like okay, fair, okay, because it's not worth it, and it's also just because a lot of people don't understand. I ask if I'm gonna hex someone. Like, if I were to hex you, I'm not going to hex you, obviously. But Please don't. If we had mad <laughs> you did something wrong, 
and I was wanting to hex you personally, mm-hmm. I would ask my spirit team and I would also ask your spirit team because a lot of the time, what people don't understand is your spirit guides, the deities you work with, sometimes let hexes slide, let them come in because you are in the wrong and because you need to learn from the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we all need a tower moment sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, like there was a situation that happened to me and I mean, it was, it was more of just like a really shitty person, like trying to weasel their way into my life and like, and, and stuff. And I didn't really, it was a, it was my abuser and I didn't have like any specific wards for him because I thought I was never going to talk to him again. Cause like we, we've been separated broken up for over two years and we haven't talked and so it just it was so out of the blue and it was really triggering like what he said and like what like happened and stuff and it like kind of threw me for a loop but I honestly think that it was a good thing because I like really found my power like I fucking I did a nasty cord cutting I did a nasty ward to protect me my boyfriend and my dog because he sent he sent fucking shit to my dog he sent like evil eye and negative shit to my dog i was gonna i was about ready to like an abuser that was spiritual and like he he managed he I, i don't know how spiritual he is um anymore uh okay he was starting to get into it when we were still together but the energy that like loomed over and like just the words that he said like it was like he because he talked shit like about my dog (laughs) and and like my dog was continuously sick like just having so many issues and it wouldn't stop I was super depressed me and my boyfriend were fighting and then I I got a reading and my friend was like yo his energy is still looming like it's like there it's like all up in your space and that's why all this shit's happening and I was so angry and it was great because I just channeled that anger into the cord cutting into the the ward that I made and I haven't had any problems since and but I and I was so afraid to do that stuff like I like yeah. kind of tiptoed around the baneful stuff and like I did some baneful stuff but like I I just I didn't feel I was like well I just want to move on like I don't want to do anything but then he came back into my life and I was like all right, time to time to play. Yeah, you're like, you know what? <laughs> Actually, mm-mm, not gonna do this anymore. Yeah, not happening. Oh. And a lot of the thing about abusers too is like, you might be their first victim. You're probably mm-hmm. not. You're definitely not gonna be their last. Right. At the end of the day, so I don't see how it's not justified. Because at the end of the day, if I can prevent someone else from going through what I went through, right. like, why would I not? go ahead and do that because that was what hit me is I like debated for a year about hexing my ex because I had never done a hex I was really like I wasn't like love and light like I wasn't against people who were hexing but I was so afraid of negative karma Mm, I was so just like paranoid afraid you know and just I was like "Mm, I don't think this is for me you know and then I got like a video that was like well don't you feel like it's kind of your responsibility to like take care of it? I just, it was something along the lines of that. And it was basically telling me like, Hey, spirits are on your side. Like they're giving you permission. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I talked to, I was working with Aphrodite at this time. A lot of people don't know Aphrodite. Like she's a love and she's a love goddess, but she's also like 
she's war. Like she, yeah. she's, she's, she can be very, very intense. So right. she was like, let's fucking hex. Like let's, this person has caused you so much pain and he's causing pain to other people. What he's done to you, he's doing to other people. Like, let's take care of it. And my first ever hex I did, I actually did a lemon hex, but I did, I used the rotting lemon which is what I try to tell people. If you're going to do a lemon hex, if you're going to do a lemon hex, at least have it be rotting. Um, I used rotten lemon. I like put chili pepper, you know, like basic stuff from my kitchen. Cause I didn't know what I was doing at the Mm -hmm. time, you know, and I stuck some pins and needles in it, tied it up, put some candles over it, you know, and I just, the pure anger that I channeled into it, that hex landed. And it was a very, very intense, like, very successful hex right so and i think a lot of people don't realize that is like you don't even need super crazy ingredients like if you have that much that's what i talk about with like if someone's hexing you for a petty reason they have petty energy yeah they might be angry you're never gonna have that amount of anger and that amount of pain that a victim has against their abuser though yes yeah and using that energy and transmuting it into something else and like just returning it back as well. Um, I mean, return to senders are one of my favorites as well. Like I love doing return to senders and just like disgusting wards and shit like that. I don't, I typically don't throw because I don't have a reason to like, I, cause honestly for me with like the ward that I did on my abuser, I was like, he's, I'm living in his head rent free, obviously, because what the fuck (laughs) is that? Like, like, and so, Basically, it was like every time he thinks of me, every time he talks about me, every time he like sends that shit my way, it I tr- I take it and I transmute it into abundance and, and good shit for me. And then also sending some of his negative ass shit back to him. And it was hilarious because I made that ward and then I got like a bunch of sessions the next day. And I was like, oof. <laughs> crazy i was like oh man did he feel that or what like it was wild um it was cool i was i was like crying laughing because i thought it was so funny it was like yep keep thinking about me please please bring bring me (laughs) bring me more money bring me more success Um, i did a i did i did something similar to that but i basically did a core cutting and i had the intention of if he thinks about me if he talks about me does anything to me something negative happens to him Mm mm-hmm because I was just angry, you know. Right. It worked very, 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 very well. <laughs> I love that well. for you. We ended up. It took. It took a while. It took like six. Okay, so I did the hex first, you know, and then months and months went by, and he messaged me, and I was like in a very low place, and that was actually when I started working with Hecate, because she was like, okay. "Hey, let's," you know, my friend was like, "Hey, you should do a cord cutting." Hecate actually wants to work with you because Aphrodite likes to create things. She's not really into like, she can do a cord cutting, but it's not really her thing. Um, And so actually that night when my friend was like, Hecate wants to work with you. For one, I smelled garlic. Never have had like a clear sense with my nose before really. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm nose blind. I can't really smell anything, you know. And I smelled like garlic, but there was no garlic there. And there's this cat throwing itself against my window. I shit you not, this cat. I've lived in this neighborhood for like a couple of months, never have seen a cat. There's this cat throwing itself against my window. I thought someone was breaking into my window and I go over oh my and it's God. a cat throwing itself against the window. Yeah, and so I'm like, and 
cats are really associated with Hecate. And so I was like, yeah. okay. So my first ever cord cutting was actually a baneful cord cutting. And I would, I want to say like two, three months later, he actually ended up falling off of a three story building. He shattered three parts of his spine. And I found out at three, 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 thirty three. And I was like, Oh, 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 like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. (laughs) All right. Cause I use like, I use the number three in my spell. The first hex I did, I was like, return his negative energy, you know, times three, you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah. So that was confirmation for a lot of things. Cause I feel like I gaslight myself sometimes. Oh yeah. If I'm like, is this real? Is this real? All the time. Just insane. All the time. (laughs) I, I, I mean, it's crazy. I was, t- I literally, I was talking to a client of mine. Um, cause all like pretty much all of my clients, it's always like they're second guessing themselves or like, you know, they, they have that imposter syndrome. And I tell them, I'm like, I've been doing this for three years doing like stuff for other people. And I've had, I've had the most amazing sessions with people knowing things that I couldn't possibly know. And I'm still sitting here like I'm pulling this out of my ass. Like there's no way. Like and and it it, it it never goes away. And I don't know if it's just because I spent I think it's because a majority of Yeah, I was just about to say, like I spent a majority of my life like in the church. And so <laughs> like Yeah. It... Oh my gosh. What a pipeline. <laughs> I feel like a lot of witches. We're, we're raised Christian and we're like, yeah. mm, I'm not into this, but this. Yeah, I was, I was raised fun. Roman Catholic. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, Roman Catholic is kind of witchy if you think it about is. it. There's like know. a, ta- there's Italian <laughs> folk magic. Of course, the, the Catholicism that I grew up with was not, but like, I mean, right. it was very much demonized and, and, uh, you know, tarot cards being evil and and cleansing and doing all that stuff was evil. Uh, they even like, like they demonized like white sage too, like for yeah. it being evil, which I was like, I mean, I know there's so many issues with white sage already with like it being He's a close right. practice, but like also like knowing that now it's like, okay, you're also totally demonizing somebody else's practice culture. and culture like you. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it was weird. And so I remember I was really scared getting into it, like really, really scared. But I, I don't know. I just like got comfortable, more comfortable with it. It was re- Loki when Loki came into my, my space, it was when all hell broke loose. And I was like, "Woo, let's do it. And like it, cause before that, that I was, what made you start practicing or were you practicing witchcraft before Loki kind of came into your space? I did like basic cleansing and protection. I didn't really do a whole lot. Like it, it was very yeah. basic. Um, and and I, same for me too. Yeah. Yeah. He loves being the like. <laughs> he loves giving you that like push off the cliff. I the swear. Catalyst. Yes. Like he loves being the one to like kind of help guide you on that. But I want to know how you started. So like, were okay. were you raised like? christian and like how okay very christian i grew in a very very small church and they believed you had to be a member of the church to go to heaven so kind of culty to a certain extent yeah i was gonna say that (laughs) we would spend like 
hours and hours reading Bible quotes after school and stuff like that. Like it was very rigorous, very intense. I hated it. I really didn't. It was oh boring. The I, Bible it was, is I'm, the I'm, most I'm, was, boring. It was boring and it never clicked with me and it never connected. And Same. they talked a lot. I was like, I remember I was 12 and they gave us a lecture about how like gay people were going to go to hell. And, you know, I'm, I didn't know at the time, but you know, right. I'm, I'm gay. Um, and it made me really upset. Cause I'm like, I don't understand why God would like make people gay just for them, just to then punish them for being gay. Like that doesn't make any sense at all to me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was basically taught, like, if you're gay, it's like being an alcoholic, like you are gay, but you're not, a, you're not supposed to ever date another gay person. You're supposed to resist just, the urge. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I as a 12 year old I'm like that's messed up I'm like if right. God's either not real or he's an asshole so I grew up a lot <laughs> of my life kind of like I didn't know agnostic I guess I could say I didn't really I was open to things I was like this is cool reincarnation kind of seems like it might be legit you know I played yeah. with Ouija boards as a teenager because I was a, a dumb stupid teenager you know oh, um, I have one Ouija would, like, board experience and it I will never do it again. It freaked me the hell out even to this day. <laughs> like, I, I know that it's like divination now. Yeah. But it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just so hard to know who you're talking to with a Ouija board. Cause like with tarot, you can have like identifiers and like right. you can confirm with a pendulum and like stuff like that. But you just don't really a hundred percent know with a Ouija board, but I do know some people use them for divination. I know it's not evil, but I think my experience with it freaked me out. (laughs) How I kind of used to explain it is like tarot is like direct texting someone versus a Ouija board is like a Megal. Like, Oh, I love that. I don't know. Have you used a Megal as a kid? (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately, I'm traumatized by it. You know, you might, you might randomly find a really cool stranger yeah, that is you're gonna have a good conversation with, but you also might get a stranger that's flashing you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, like you don't know what you're gonna get at all. Right. And I feel like that's what the Ouija board is. Like, I have met really cool spirits when I did Ouija boards, but I also had really, really scary, terrifying experiences as well. Too. I actually like found out. I was like a kid, and I I gaslit myself about it. I just never talked to anyone about it again. But like, I talked to a spirit on a Ouija board and they were like, we should talk again, but like separately. Like I want to talk to just you because like me and my friends were fucking around, you know, but I really thought it was cool and I was really invested in it. And I ended up talking to a candle and doing like yes or no's like the candle would blink twice for yes, blink once for no basically. And use my intuition. I didn't know any of this shit at the time. And it's crazy to think back on it now because like, I just was like, I was insane. Like, what the fuck was that? But I basically, like, was able to find yes or no questions and was able to, like, figure out all this stuff about someone who, like, lived close to me, who I guess got, like, murdered by his dad. And, like, the cops never found out. Like, it was a whole cover-up story and stuff. Like, it was a whole fucking thing. But I I just wrote it off as, like, oh, I'm insane. And I didn't... Yeah, no, it was insane, like, thinking back on it now. But, like, I always kind of grew up really weird and like I always I always like felt very connected to like my dead grandma like Mm -hmm. I always I feel like I always was spiritual and always because I am medium like I can see spirits and talk to spirits you know 
and I think I did that when I was a young kid, but I think like at some point when we're not, I think a lot of kids are able to, you know, see a lot oh, of yeah. things, but I think we're, we're taught to grow out of it. So that was kind of my experience. And then when I turned 19, I actually like dated this girl who we had the most, I don't know if I fully like believe in twin flames, but if they do exist, then she's that to me because like we, the first time we met, it was very like random. We met on Tinder and we had each other on Snapchat and she was a musician. And I basically like, she deleted all of her social media because she was done depressed. She was done with music because she wasn't getting the recognition she wanted basically. And I like, since I followed her on Tinder, I, she had her um, SoundCloud or whatever posted with her music. And so I really liked her music. So I posted one of her songs to my story, not thinking anything of it. Right. Like I'm just, I just liked the song and one of our mutual friends, I guess that we didn't even know we had saw it, reached out to her and was like, Hey, someone posted your story or your song. And then she like re-added all of her social media to talk to me. We had an instant connection. She came over that night or like the night after basically. And we found out that like, there were so many different times where we crossed paths and didn't even know each other. Oh, like so crazy. many different shows were just based on the angles of like my recording. She was like, I was right there, like standing next to you and we didn't even know each other. And like, we had so many different mutual friends that would even bring her up in conversation before like, Oh yeah, my friend Jasmine's a musician, you know? And like, but I, we didn't connect the two and two until we were together. So we're like, what the fuck? She was super spiritual. She was into tarot. She was into manifesting. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like, that's cool. But like, I'm like, mm, you know, I don't really know um, at that point. And I was like very, I wasn't a toxic person, but I, I grew up in a very, very rough environment. So um, I kind of self-sabotaged the relationship a lot just because yeah. like this person I was used to toxic relationships. So when I had someone who was like healthy and treating me, you know, right, I didn't Run know what the to other do way. with it. And so I, <laughs> right, I, right. Kind of, I, I sabotaged it. And I remember like a week into uh, up until we broke up, I told myself over and over, she's going to break up with me. She's going to break up with me. She's going to break up with me. And we broke up. So when we broke up, that was when it kind of snapped with me where I was like, did I manifest that? And I came to the realization that like a lot of the negative things happening in my life, I was kind of manifesting. And like, when I say manifesting, it's not just because I was thinking of it. It was because I was thinking she's going to break up with me. So I was doing actions to then self-sabotage, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, so then I was like, okay, well, if I can negatively manifest, then surely I can positively manifest. So I started with manifesting and you know, that day I went and I bought my first deck of tarot and I just started practicing readings on myself. And like, it just felt like such a natural instant, like click. Like I'm like, yeah, like this you've is what done I'm it before. Do yeah. Mm -hmm. It came to me so naturally and clicked with me and just everything kind of fell into place. Um, and you know, I did get like really down the new age spirituality pipeline and it did get like really dangerous yeah. for me at one point. Yeah. Really badly. Um, but I am like still thankful for it because I definitely feel like it was right. something I needed to kind of go through a bit. Um, cause I didn't want to ground myself and I knew I needed to, my spirit guides kept telling me you need to ground. And I'm like, I don't want to ground. Like I'm on cloud nine right now. I feel mm -hmm. amazing. And I crashed 
I crashed hard. And so now I understand like why they were trying to pressure me into like, you know, it's awesome to be spiritual, but also at the same time, you need balance. You need to be right. a human being too. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Yes. And like, I always try to talk about the importance of grounding with so many people because like if you're not grounding that's really is kind of what can get you into that spiritual psychosis like area and that's really really dangerous um not only that but like new age spirituality can already kind of be a pipeline for uh right spiritual psychosis and and, oh yeah i mean it's disgusting i mean it, it it's rooted in racism right wing like white supremacy like all of that transphobia too which a lot of people don't know about but the divine masculine and divine feminine stuff like that leads a lot of people to transphobia against non-binary folks and just against transgender people in general about like oh if you're trans that just means you're not in connected in connection with your divine feminine it also like oh that's gross it also enforces patriotical roles on people Mm. and like I think a lot of it is just rewrapped evangelical Christianity. And that's what oh, works yes. Me. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, because, like, I talk about divine feminine and masculine in the way that we all have it. And right. I think that it requires balance. Like, but, like, to say, because, like, that's the thing. It's not masculine doesn't mean man. Feminine doesn't mean yeah. feminine. It's just personalities and certain aspects of you that are perceived as that and like I didn't know that actually that you have me thinking um about things very differently now because I I love that the divine feminine and divine masculine but I don't I think that it's again a balance of you should have like masculine traits and feminine traits yes both like like and embracing that part of ourselves is really important. I think it's really dangerous when people say, you know, to be the divine feminine, you have to be in this box. You have to be ultra feminine, you know, hyper feminine in order to be divine masculine. You have to be divine hyper masculine. And I'm like, you're just reinforcing like very dangerous gender stereotypes that hurt people. Right. That we're trying so hard to not have, because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, men need to cry. Men should be able to wear makeup without being perceived as gay. Like this is stuff we're fighting for. And so it's so harmful when we have people who are supposed to be progressive pushing these ideals. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? What are you even doing? (laughs) No, I I didn't even know um, about the transphobia with the divine masculine feminine. But and like. I mean, you say that because, like, for me personally, I I feel like I live more in my masculine. Like, yeah. but I'm, I mean, I, in in traditional, like, you know, stereotypes, I dress feminine. I do makeup. I, like, have my hair done. I wear jewelry. Like, you know, what, what people would perceive as feminine. But, like, with my personality and kind of with, like, the um, issues <laughs> that I have in my life, I feel like be, living kind of more in my masculine side is more comfortable for me than going over to the feminine or being balanced and like that's actually something that I struggle with and so yeah no it's so much I mean I don't know how much you know about um Norse paganism too uh like 
I'm, I'm going to have somebody else on the podcast too and like talk about this because it's, it's, there's a lot of white supremacy and racism within Norse paganism because it was used um, by the Nazi party to kind of like really push their narrative. Oh, it's gross. I mean, I, I've read a few articles about it and it's like they just made shit up. They took they, it's cultural appropriation, like actually, which is like weird to say, but it's also like they literally took from the Norse culture and they took the Viking stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, they went in and raided because they are the one true race. That's why they did it. They have oh, blonde hair, blue eyes. So and I'm like, yeah. oh, like, no, God. they didn't do that. There's a lot so of more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, th- and that's why, like, I literally saw someone. So I have a I have a Vegvasir, which don't come for me. People are going to be like, that's not a Viking. Because it, it's like a uh, post-Christianity uh like symbol within Norse paganism and it's so okay. it's so controversial everybody is super... <laughs> you're no no I know you're not gonna come for me but I have a feeling I always have someone in my fucking comment section that wants to correct me on shit and I'm like it doesn't matter um <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. I like I commented on my friend's uh like video and someone was like actually and I'm like it doesn't matter like it really doesn't like what you're saying doesn't <laughs> matter because it yeah you're like can pipe down actually, you're not you're like well because they weren't even like talking about my point like because norse paganism people want to argue no they just want to argue and like norse <laughs> paganism is is was passed down by word of mouth there is not a lot of research on it on on the practices that they did and so anyway but i saw someone i met somebody with a vegvisir i was like oh that's cool and in my head, you know that like TikTok sound? It's like, don't be racist. And then and then, yeah. and then and then it's I am Adolf Hitler. Like that like went through my brain and I was like, oh my God, this guy's probably a white supremacist. And like, cause he's like, Yeah, I want to get like runes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what runes do you want to get? And then he start he started being like, Yeah, there's one for warrior. And in my head, I'm like, no, there's not. And, and like he's like naming off all this shit and i'm like bro i don't know where you're getting i didn't say anything because i'm just like i'm not i'm not gonna get involved in this but i was like oh that's really cool and i just like <laughs> left yeah um but yeah like i think it's such a big problem in the spiritual community with um something that i see you post all the time is the medication stuff yeah which oh my god like oh my god (laughs) i don't know if you've seen the comments but people comment the most nasty mean-spirited things towards me because i eat junk food sometimes you know and that's low vibrational i'm living a human experience i take medication i have adhd oh my god like and to me i'm like it's ableist to just sit here and be like you're not spiritual for taking medication because you have no idea why that person's taking medication. You don't know if they struggle from schizophrenia. You don't know mm-hmm. if they struggle. You don't know. What if they have diabetes? What if they have cancer? They're not allowed to use treatment for that. Like, right. I don't understand, you know, and I'm not against holistic treatments. I'm not against no, herbal remedies. But you need, that you need both awesome. though. You like, I I am a, such a big proponent of like herbal and like naturopathic stuff is great, but sometimes you need both. No, it's not like you can't. If you so, like, there's nothing wrong with it. 
herbal remedies are more like they hit they don't hit a targeted area medication hits a targeted area a targeted problem that you have herbal is more used to like prevent issues to like overall kind of help your health so when we use like the duality of both it can be really really awesome to kind of see i also talk a lot about how i believe like therapy and mental health like is really really important in the community and how i feel like both should be integrated like I mm-hmm. think sometimes we need a tarot reading, but also like a lot of the time I'll have people and I'm like, you need to see a therapist. Like the, the tarot should not replace therapy because right. at the end of the day, like tarot is such an amazing tool. And it I is. feel like if it's, if it's put together with something else. So like I actually do um, an online like witch school, you know, and I teach witchcraft. I teach tarot. I also teach mental health though. I teach Uh, dialectical behavioral therapy because it's actually like very tied into spirituality that a lot of people don't realize but I also think it's very very important for people to just be proactive within their mental health if they're going to be a spiritual person because yes you need you need both or you're gonna go insane you are I mean (laughs) you know we we talk about like shadow work it is and like I talk about shadow work a lot and like I've even had clients, I mean, because, like, I I also do, like, mediumship readings and stuff. And, like, I've had clients who've come back to me, like, multiple times to talk to the same person. And I have been like, what are you doing outside of these readings? Are you going to therapy? Are you talking to a grief counselor? I was like, because I know that you need closure, but continuing to talk to this person and and, because I don't want you to sit here and waste your money like I I am my goal for all of my sessions is to help people either help them do it themselves or give them closure and like so they can move forward and like honestly a lot of my clients I've seen once or twice and never seen them again and I'm happy about that and like that that might not be a very good business practice but like I'm I'm not in it for that you know and like it's the same thing like there's so many like I I do like focus like uh shadow work readings sometimes on like what people need to be working on and I'm always like look you're opening up trauma and I know and unfortunately therapy and mental health services are not as accessible as they should be depending on where you live um because like right now I should be in therapy (laughs) like I'm not even I'm not even gonna sugarcoat that like I should be in therapy um I have it's expensive it is I can't afford to drop like $75 a a week to see a therapist for an hour and and that's only that's just talk therapy like I have fucking OCD and PTSD like I need to be in like more intensive like therapy I used to do uh, EMDR and okay um, as well as talk therapy and that was really helpful but the thing is is like people because I made this mistake where I started doing shadow work and opening up all of these fucking Pandora boxes and I re-traumatized myself like I like hit a wall it was and I literally like made this like discovery and I was like oh my god and I was so depressed for weeks and, and then that, that's when I was like, I need to get a therapist because I can't do this on my own. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I always tell people, if you can get a therapist, because there's people who I've talked to who are like, I don't like therapists. Like, it's never worked for me. I'm like, okay, like, you do you, but I have to recommend that or I would feel irresponsible. Because I'm not 
I'm not a therapist. I don't have the credentials or the license or anything like that. It's just my experiences and what I'm being told. So it's like, I, I can't sit here and like give the best advice. I can just give you what I know, but like seeing a, a, there's nothing wrong with seeing like a mental health professional with this stuff and like including that in like your shadow work and like including that within everything, you know? therapy is a form of shadow work I would actually yes, argue it that is it's I, it's that's what I always say too <laughs> that's yeah and it's like one where it's safe because it's more guided with a professional so yeah like mm-hmm. I'm not going to not recommend you know what I think would be best but that's all at the end of the day I'll put devil's advocate a lot of the people that really need therapy are already dropping $75, you know, almost a day to get tarot readings from people. So at that point, you're already spending enough money where if you just put that money towards therapy, you could get a therapist. Right. And that's what I tell people is I'm like, stop spending all your money on. And it's hard because a lot of those clients, like when I tell them no, and I tell them I'm not going to do a reading, they just find someone else that takes yeah. advantage of them. And yeah. it's so frustrating. Cause I'm like, Instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on spells and tarot, like pl- go to a go to someone who like can actually solve your issue because at the end of the day, like tarot is not going to be an effective solution to mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can help you. It's again so awesome when it's paired with therapy. Within, yeah, but mm-hmm. a lot of the, it, but it can, it's not a substitution for therapy, and I think a lot no. of people don't yeah. realize that. Yeah, and like. A lot of people I don't think realize that like doing spell work isn't going to make all your problems go away. Like I, when I was doing, I, cause I only did a few cord cuttings before I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. This feels like a lot. Um, but like I told people like you have to be one, a hundred percent sure that you're removing this person out of your life before I do this cord cutting. And two, you also have to do the work like yes spells and things like that there's the magical aspect and then there's the mundane aspect like you can't like like I've the best comparison that I've seen is like you're doing all of these like finance or like career or like whatever money spells and then you're not applying to any jobs or you say no when they want you to work extra hours and it's like Uh, what do you think it's just gonna fall into your lap like you have to put in the work behind it and so people getting love spells to try like oh my god like people I I've seen you talk about this before people doing love spells and you made the mistake of doing a love spell to try and get your ex back I think I saw Mm -hmm. I think that that's I'm like I'm like I understand but if you are not meant to be with that person like maybe heal and and look within yourself go to therapy and move on because they're not in your life for a reason and trying to manifest them back and it's always like not good people I always they're like I want my ex back it's like why though why do you want your ex back (laughs) either that or a lot of the time I'll tell people like what kind of hit me because honestly what got me so obsessed with my ex was new age spirituality and the fact that I thought we were twin flames and I thought we had to get back together in order to like fulfill a prophecy like twin flame union you know I thought we had to do that so I got 
it drove me insane because I thought like I had a duty to get back together with this person. I thought we had to end up getting back together, you know? And so I ended up forcing something that like, just, it was not, it was not meant for that Mm. situation. Like we needed to be separate. We need to work on our own thing. You know, I wish her the best. I wish her very well. Um, but you know, I needed to let go of her. And I think that that was very difficult, especially because of toxic spirituality was telling me that I, that I shouldn't let go. And I have a hot take that a lot of people hate. You can cut cords from anyone, including a twin flame. And I did that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the reason why cord cuttings don't work for people with twin flames is because they don't actually want to let go. Yes. 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 Oh my God. (laughs) You're preaching to the choir. Oh my God. I've had so many people, like people get who f- so mad at me when I talk about yes. it. They get personally offended and they tell me I'm wrong and they tell me I'm stupid and they, they go in on me and they get offended. And I'm like, it's because I'm triggering them. Right. It's I'm triggering them because I'm, t- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking something that's true. And they get very upset because they're like, well, why can you cut from this cord? And I'm not able to, if I'm not able to do it, that must mean no one's able to do it. And respectfully, just because you're not able to do something doesn't mean I'm not able to do something like, you know, at the end of the day. And I don't think it's because they don't have the power. I don't think it's because they don't have the ability. I think it's because they're not ready to let go of this person. Right. I oh, my God, I literally like 100 percent agree with you. Like and that's that. I feel like we should talk because I feel like a lot of like more beginners, um, listen slash watch my podcast I think I don't I don't really know what their level is but I feel like something important that we kind of touched on it but like I think like red flags or like um what's pipelines pipelines like dog whistles like things to look out for within creators uh because like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm perfect like I've made so many mistakes but the the fact that I could admit that and like I'm very public about the mistakes that I have made. And like, like I, I used white sage when I was first starting and like it, it's, it's just something that it's not like shameful, but no, the the thing is, is like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know white sage was closed. I didn't either. And when I, I found like a TikTok saying like, Hey, this is closed. And I even went to my, I even went to a shop and I was like, Hey, you know, what can I use that's not closed? Because I heard White Sage is closed. And they're like, no, it's not. It's open to everyone. That's yeah. a lie. That's a lie. People people you know? in the metaphysical shops that are selling it want to sell it. So they're always going to tell you right. that it's that it's not. Um, and, and same with Palo Santo. Palo Santo, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Me and my I business partner were like at one point and I selling it. That, but I was, I was still using Palo. And I even like told this was before I became like a creator, but like people, someone was asking for like substitutes for white sage. And I was like, Oh, like I use Palo Santo. And someone was like, I got like 20 different indigenous creators that were like, that's close. And yeah. I was like, Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh no. What well, I and I've, I've talked oh, about that too. Oh. And I've had someone be like, like, cause I was like Palo Santo and white sage is closed. It was like a video about how people, cause I was pissed off at somebody. So I made like a passive aggressive TikTok, and I was like, y'all need to do your research past like the westernized new age spirituality, like Palo Santo and white sage is closed. Like da 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 person of color was like, 
thank you for saying that Palo Santo is close. Like we've been trying to tell people that and like no one is listening. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. Like me and my business partner were selling it at one point. And then she talked about it. Uh, I We're not business partners anymore. Not for like that reason, but like just because we right. went down very different paths and wanted to do our own thing. But um, I remember when it was happening because she's like, what do I do? And I was like, okay, we, like we need to... I think the best thing we need to do is ask or ask the people who are commenting the like POC, like indigenous people, whoever it is that are saying that we shouldn't be using this, ask them how we should deal with this situation because yeah. we could, cause like, cause she, I remember would be like, well, I've researched it and it's just like half and half. I was like, yeah, because there's going to be articles of people saying it's fine. And then there's going to be articles of people saying that it's not. And I think but listen to the people that it affects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You listen to, those voices not articles and that that's kind of where I come from I'm like I see uh like Native American people who are like don't use white sage and that's enough for me like even if it's just one even if it was just one I'd be like that's enough (laughs) I don't yeah it's also a thing of like I don't need to use white sage there's There's so many other alternatives yes there's so many Um, other alternatives cedar fucking lavender you don't even need to you don't even need to smoke cleanse i mean if you want to you can use incense too there's plenty of incense on the market oh and something that i want to say too for people who are listening um the dragon's blood bundles that they sell in the store is also white sage i got tricked by that as well (laughs) like i remember yeah oh yeah i found out about it and i was like I'm so dumb. Of course, this is, is like it just saved. painted or like, yeah. What is so it? it's like dipped in the, I think dragon's blood. Um, what are, what are those things called? It's like dipped in like the scent, like the dragon blood scent and like dyed oh my red. Gosh, that's awful. Yeah. And it's it, cause I, I like, I like posted like using it. And my friend was like, is that a dragon's blood bundle? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, isn't that just white sage? And I was like, no, no is it and and i googled it and it was i was like i didn't know that either mm-hmm. honestly i think people people who, who would be listening wouldn't i think i feel very lucky and fortunate in the fact that i think that a lot of i it's probably be mostly because of what i talk about but a lot of my following isn't like that um and a lot of them do do their own research. Like I, you know, if any of my clients are watching, I'm very proud of you guys because it's like, I haven't really had like very negative experiences with like any of my clients. They're always very receptive to the things I have to say. They're always working on themselves. They're always doing research. Like I don't even, I can't like, I, like I'm trying to think of someone that I was like, oh my God, but I can't like, there isn't like, and so I feel oh. really fortunate with the people who I have attracted into like because I barely get any hate comments like I barely get any weird shit going on like on my TikTok or anything and I don't like I said I don't know if I'm like blessed or what but I don't know I get lucky strange people I I a lot of majority of my clients really awesome people Mm. who are who have gone through something similar that I've gone through and so it's really nice because it feels really easy to guide them I do have kind of clients that I've had to like enforce very strong boundaries with that I've had to like text them and be like, you cannot talk to me this way, you know, 
I have had problematic clients, but it's few and far in between. I've only had like one um, actually just... like problematic one, but it was at the very beginning of when I was doing sessions. I've, but... I've had clients who they order a hex and I tell them, hey, instead of a hex, I think we should do a baneful cord cutting. It's going to do just as much damage. Like I'm going to add a bunch of stuff, but this, I really think that this is important. This is what your guides want. And they tell me, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it exactly my way. And then a lot of the time that spell does not work out the way they want it to work out because I'm like telling you, like I'm the professional here and you're, that's the problem that I've kind of run into with clients or I've had people want to hex someone because they're dating their ex. And so, and I tell them, no, I'm not hexing someone because you're upset about your ex dating someone. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't that's mean to laugh. not really my I place. shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it a lot. Oh my lot. God. That's so sad. I get it a lot. Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm laughing because it's like, that is really sad. Like you need to heal, yeah. bro. You should not be getting a fucking spell. You should go to therapy. Like- I I also do turn down a lot of people though, and to I have done like breakup for spells you. for people, but I the only reason why I do them is I'll do a reading and I'll get the vibes of the person. So I had the one person that was like, I hate this girl because she's dating my ex. I want them to break up. I agreed to the spell, but I put a shit ton of protection on the girl and I did it so that she, this girl would leave this guy because this guy was very toxic and I knew that. And so I was like, okay, I'll help suffer this connection. Cause I have spirits blessings. I have, you know, I got the green light from spirit because I know if I'm not going to do this, she's going to go to some, she's going to find someone who's going to hex this girl yeah. with or without me. So I'm like, but that's like the only exception I've really had. There's a lot of times where I'll tell people like, no, I'm not I like those are iffy to me. I don't really want to like just destroy a relationship because you mix miss your ex. Like Good I, for you. I, I'm going to ask spirit. And there's been times where I've turned down love spells from people too, because I'm like, um, no, like the, you're just wasting your money. I'm not going to let someone just like waste their money. So I do turn down clients. It's not all the time, but I do occasionally turn down clients. And I kind of saw it as like almost a test within myself from the universe of like, I feel it, it comes down to manifesting where if you're willing to take in desperate clients, you're willing to take in clients and you're willing to push those boundaries then you're in that energy of desperation of like, I need to take this client Mm. for money versus I feel like if you're like, I'll take in the clients that are vibing with me because I trust that I will get more clients that I can actually help. Right. So I almost view it as that too, where I think it's very counterproductive to like do something you're not comfortable in because that spell is probably not going to work out anyways. And you're also just going to manifest more clients like that. Right. Right. No, I I think that's (laughs) amazing. No, I think that's great for you. And again, that's another like, I think red flag is like people who prey on that stuff. Like it, it's so shitty. I mean, but there are people out there. I mean, and they're fuck retrograde. This retrograde has been calling them out. Like I've seen a lot of like shit coming up about a lot of like people that I haven't even heard of, which I don't know what that says about me, but, but like, it's people who 
are trying to scam you or they're like, oh no, like you need this too. Or like, da, 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 or trying to get you to come back. Like, like, cause I feel like you and I have a very similar mentality of like, you know, like I, I kind of hope I don't see you again, you know, like, I mean, depending on what you yeah. need, like if, if you need a tarot reading every once in a while, great. Like, cause a lot of my clients, like I remember even, so I do Reiki practice. Uh, I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. And I've had clients be like, so like how often should I like get Reiki done? And you know, if I was a shitty person, I could be like, oh yeah, once a week, you know, like I could, I could have right. done that. But like, I was like, honestly, as much as you feel like you need, I mean, like maybe like every couple months or like every month or something. I was like, but it's up to you. Like, I was like, I don't want you to keep coming back to me and giving me your money if it's not something that you need. And like most of, yeah. and, and like my Reiki sessions are really like a lot. And so I'm like, you probably shouldn't get them that often because it's like, they're very trauma focused. I think um, a lot of the people that do like, you have to get it once a week, maybe make it less intensive. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like they, spread it out a bit which I think maybe is like helpful for some people but I, I think a lot of people need to realize too that like a lot of people this is their job it is so sometimes they just do marketing things and they don't do it for spiritual reasons they do it for marketing reasons and right. that's I mean this is my this I, is my full-time job as well but I don't think I would ever be able to feel good about myself if I'm just sitting here taking people's money. I feel like we should probably wrap up. I'm starting to lose daylight over here because it's almost five. Yeah, you're you're all good. You're um, all good. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a lot later for you. Yeah, but I have so enjoyed talking with you. Like, you are, uh, like, breath of fresh air. I knew that our, like, interview or, like, talk was going to be, like, really good just because we have the pretty much the exact same like ideals and um and what we think about like new age spirituality and like stuff like that i'd love to have you on again to talk more about this stuff because i think it's so 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 important um but for those who are listening um where can people find you uh all of my handles are tarot by bell 222 youtube um I'm working on my YouTube channel right now. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, I do all of it. Awesome. Thank you so much for watching this podcast with Belle. I hope you all enjoyed it. This was a lot less of an interview and more of us just kind of hanging out, talking, and talking about, like, important topics for us. Um, And I hope that you kind of felt like you were just sitting on the couch with us and just talking and and listening to to us. and I really had fun and I hope you guys had fun too. Make sure you follow Bell on all of their platforms um, and support them, boost them because they are a creator that I very much believe in and you should too. Um, but thank you so much again for listening to this podcast and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.